Thanks for tuning in to Mystic Witch. I'm your host, Blue. You can find out more about me at bluejunetarot.com. Mystic Witch is a podcast about magic, divination, and all things supernatural. Witches. Today we have Michael Cardenas, who is the head witch in charge at Old Ways, an internet hub for mystical information, magical services, and apothecary goods. He is an initiated witch and clairvoyant slash medium with a background in education in several different forms of magic. He has over 15 years experience offering custom services, tarot readings, mediumship sessions, and has been featured in many major publications. Hi, Michael. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. Yeah, is it? How's, how's the weather there? It's pretty windy here today. It's cold. It's cold but sunny, and um, I actually love it. How cold Perfect. is cold to someone in San Diego? How oh, cold you don't want to know. You're going to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mid-60s or something like that. And okay, like, ooh, okay. Brrr, it's cold. Um, but as someone that professionally lights candles, the cold is good. When it's summertime and I have like 50 candles going, it's not a fun situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no yeah. doubt. So just to get started, can you tell us a little bit about your training, your path and background? Okay, that's a deep one. <laughs> that's, like, that's like an entire rabbit hole. Uh, well, basically, my training has been in different forms of witchcraft and healing. Uh, so uh, I think like everybody, I started out with teaching myself and going through um, those avenues of um, experimenting with different traditions and forms of folk magic primarily. Uh, along my path, I found some teachers um, in different traditions of witchcraft um, and as I got older, I like to think that my ancestors and my guides started to put me on the path to reconnecting to my own culture, the magic that's within my own culture, which I think is happening globally right now. Um, and so where I am currently is, um, I would be described as an Aleo in Santeria, which is uh kind of a messed up term, which it, I think it means outsider or something like that. Um, so I've received some initiations and working towards priesthood or becoming a high priest in Santeria and that I consider to be my religion. Um, and my practice, my magical practice um, is primarily folk magic coming from my culture, which is Mexican culture. So in Brujaria Um and dipping into uh, the things that I've learned in the past, which come from um, Peruvian shamanism. I studied under uh, a shaman priestess um, where I learned about how to work with energy and how to clear energy. And uh, along the path as well, I developed my mediumship um, with with teachers um, through uh, the Espiritismo tradition, which is still an ongoing thing. I think it's going to be never ending for me because I love to learn, but 
in a nutshell, those things are what my practice is and who I am spiritually. Yeah. I mean, it's important because we need to be connected to our ancestry. Mm -hmm. I think that the direction that the world is going in right now is into chaos directly into, into more chaos. And we have um, readings at the beginning of the year in, in Santeria. And we were told this is kind of a year that people will be at war with themselves at war with the world. And the only thing that is going to keep us from kind of walking head on into that direction is by reconnecting to the ancestors because they will literally ground us and they will help us to build our own spiritual framework. So I also think that knowing where things come from is invaluable. You know, I think it's, I think it's really important, especially when we're dealing with magical practices. Um, Because along the lines, what we're going to see is how everything is connected because I could post something like, um, like a spiritual cleansing you can go in the comments like on Instagram and people will go, oh, we do that too in Italy. That's so weird. And someone will go, well, I thought this was just from Africa. And people are like, no, we're Mexican and we've been doing this forever. You start to see this kind of universal download that happened at one point that all the ancestors were almost like interconnected in this spiritual web, which is what I think the ancestors are trying to get us to do and to understand it's like reconnect with home reconnect with the root and as we grow outward we'll see how we're all just connected does that make sense oh i love that that's fantastic um and you do offer spell work services on your website correct i do i do what i do is twofold i teach people about magic I teach people how to work their own magic. Um, I'll be doing workshops all year this year in different parts of the country to literally teach people how to work their own magic. Um, But I also help people with spell work and helping them to manifest their desires. And typically the people that come to me um, have no interest in magic. They don't want to do magic. They don't want to cast spells. They don't want this stuff in their house. <laughs> they they don't really feel compelled to, you know, that's who I primarily deal with. And then on the other hand, I have other seasoned practitioners or people at different levels, um, witches coming to me to help them hone in on something, which I think is really special um, because if you are a practitioner, you understand you know, you you wholeheartedly understand what it is that we're doing, and you're trusting me to be a part of that manifestation journey, and it's it's really special. It's like um, I call it building the Bruja Coven. Maybe eighty percent of what I do, uh, yeah, love issues, <laughs> yeah, helping people with um, basically with reconnecting and with healing wounded relationships. One of the biggest misconceptions of what I do is force people into loving each other or, you know, forcing someone to come back, you know, get someone back who doesn't even love you or to, you know, whatever. Um, The process is really different. Um, The process is basically I'll say yes or no. If my spirits will agree to it, then I'll do it. Um, 
And if they say, no, this is absolutely going to take you into a dark path or this is going to be disempowering for you, then I won't do it. <laughs> because the spirits, won't, they won't even back me up for it anyways. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'll try to lead people into a different direction. You know, I'm like, let's focus on clearing you out, you know, clearing that. What, what is it in you that's attracting this type of person? And, you know, why do you want to go back? I deal with um, with couples that will come to me. And I have, in that particular situation, I have them show me proof that they're in couples counseling before we proceed with, wow. um, with doing that type of work. Uh, because I think it's really important um, that, because, what you know, let's say that you're coming to me because you and your partner keep fighting. Um, we have to figure out why you keep fighting because I could go ahead and clear that out and sweeten you up and things will be great for a couple months, but you're going to go back to that cycle if you don't figure it out. So people get mad at me all the time because they'll message me and they'll say, we're fighting again. And I got this spell done three months ago. I go, well, tell me what happened. They're like, well, I called him an asshole and told him to go, you know, F off or like whatever. And I also cheated on them. And da, 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 da. and I'm like, all right, <laughs> this is not me. You know, this is not me. This is like <laughs> literal self-sabotage. And most of the time they're not open to it. But I'll usually get a message, you know, a month later and they'll be like, all right, you're right. Uh, this is what I was doing. I would like to clear that, you know, about myself. So it, it's a whole rabbit hole <laughs> of different types of situations. But basically what we're doing is, you know, as witches, um, we work as like the community healers, really. Um, so we have, um, you know, the, the village witch, you know, you go to the village witch, like, this person, you know, my husband is cheating on me or my wife is cheating on me or whatever. What do we do? Typically they would give you a charm. And, you know, some prayers to say, but uh, part of what witches would do traditionally is, is actual counseling. They would talk to the person, they would ask them, you know, where this is coming from. Does this come from some ancestral wounds that we need to heal? Like, stuff like that. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. And, you know, I agree that you have to diagnose for many reasons. One, to make sure the spirits are on board. That's crucial. It's so important to emphasize diagnosis is so mm -hmm. so important i'm gonna listen to my spirits and my heart and my own spirit um first i really yeah. am like as a professional i think that that that's important but i i feel you i hear you <laughs> yeah i read a quote earlier i think it was today um the most important spirit connection a worker can have is with themselves mm. and i was like i need to get back to that i need to be a little bit more like boundary setting no in any case, <laughs> it takes things to the next level when you start saying no to things that you don't want to do. Yeah, there was like, um, I don't know where I saw it. It was Lucy Liu, like from the 90s or something or early 2000s. And she was talking about um, FU money. <laughs> and <laughs> she was like, I work really, really hard so that if I'm ever in a position to where someone is offering me a crappy job, I can say F you because I have money, something to that effect. You know, I have the, I don't have to, you know, sell myself out because I need the money at this point. You know, you start to set a big boundary. Um, and I think that that's 
important uh, kind of checking in with yourself and saying, is this really okay with me? It's not. <laughs> Spirit will send you something that is. I, I promise. I promise. It's like guaranteed. It's almost like a test. It's almost like the ancestors are, are like <laughs> standing by and they're like, are you really going to say yes to this? No. Okay, good. You know, here's something better. Here's something better that is in alignment with us and our path. You know, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what would you, what should people be looking for when seeking a professional spell worker? Oh, I love that question. Um, this is something that I get that I see being discussed a lot, not to great depth, but um, it's a major issue. So I'll tell you that a very large amount of people that come to me will preface, you know, they'll, they'll preface their email with, I've been to spellcasters before, I've spent thousands of dollars, and I was completely scammed yep every single day every <laughs> single day i hear that and it's really fucked up <laughs> because it what it what it's doing is it's creating this I, I mean, it's been happening for a very long time. Unfortunately, people abuse power. People abuse people in vulnerable states. It's a form of spiritual rape. You know, mm -hmm. you, you're, you're taking advantage of someone and taking advantage of their vulnerability. So um, how to find a legitimate worker. First of all, do your research. You know, that's that's like a big thing. Does the person have photos of themselves on, you know, I'm assuming you're finding people on Instagram. It used to be people would find you on, on Facebook. But do they have photos that are like relevant to a real timeline and not photos from like 1998 to like, you know, <laughs> in, in that era? And, the, and they're still like using that photo as the same thing. Are they posting fresh content? Um, are they here's the big one this is a really big one are they giving you guarantees oh yeah you can't there legally. are no legally and and spiritually there are no guarantees Oof. You know? yeah i didn't mean to cut you off but they're they're uh that's a big one if they're saying i i guarantee you i could bring this man back in three months run the other direction yes <laughs> run in the other direction because there's no there's no real telling i have i base things off of my track record and my success rate is based off of my track record but everyone is different i'll, I'll if i were to because I'll, I'll pull some cards sometimes because i'll talk to people you know on the phone for consultations or i'll, I'll do it through um through email and people will go well when do you think this will happen and i always say that once everything is complete you have to give a you have to give the spell time to process and that could be anywhere from i always tell people at least the moon cycle but realistically you know three moon cycles something like that three months because i have people that i have said you know oh wait go ahead and wait three moon cycles before you come back to me for anything, you know, before you're asking me to repeat anything, before, you know, we're tearing it apart and doing a million readings about it, and then give it time. You've made the investment because 
if you're coming to me for something like serious and um, and complicated, it's going to take time and it's going to be an investment for sure. Um, it's always, um, I guess, accessible, but it's an investment for people because uh, typically I'll be working for an entire month <laughs> on, on their situation. But I've had people that I say that to, you know, wait three moon cycles and things will manifest in a week. Or yeah. I have, you know, I have people that I go, you know, um, it seems like this is, isn't going to be very difficult. I can see how things can progress very quickly. And I'll, I could, you know, it could take three months or something like that. Because what we're basically doing is we're, people usually are coming to me as a last resort. And I understand that. But there's a ton of things that happen before they come to me. So there's like, so I always tell people, I'm like, tell me about the arguments. Tell me about what you said. Tell me about any abuse. Tell me all the details because I need to know that going in because we're basically rearranging your entire life energetically, you know, mm -hmm. in order to get you back to where you want to be. And um, we touched on this a little bit before, but that's where, you know, the consultation comes in. That's where the assessment comes in. I'll tell you yes, or I'll tell you no. So if I tell you yes, you know, my spirits agree to this. I want people to be in a space of uh, not necessarily faith, but in a space of like possibility, I'm like the spirits aren't going to say that they're going to work on something and just not do it or, or mm -hmm. not give you some type of, uh, you know, movement or shift or change. They're saying yes to it. I trust in them and you should too, you know, yeah. you really should. And I find that people that go into the work with, I'm, I'm just going to trust and I'm going to release the situation to the universe, to the gods, to you know, to the spirits that be, however you want to explain it, um, they, things happen faster for them because it's literally us getting out of our own way. Um, and I have to do that as a worker as well. I can't go into it with expectation for one. And I, you know, I can't sit there and go, I'm giving you this basket of fruit spirits and some rum and, you know, and a cigar. <laughs> so you guys better deliver in a week or this girl's going to be mad. Like that's not how it works. <laughs> You go, you do the work. You um, you have to have more faith than than your client. And if you have many clients, then you have to have more faith than ten clients. Um, and really hold your energy at that level. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That I'm is, sure you understand. <laughs> yeah, that's so valid. All of that's so important. And honestly, the fact that you emphasize diagnosis also speaks to the you know your legitimacy. In my opinion, that that also seems like a good way to tell when someone's authentic. And I think reading reviews is also really important. What evidence do they have in the real world? I've even had, you know, they don't do it as much anymore, but I used to have um, clients give me testimonials with their names on it. But what ended up happening, it was a good thing and a bad thing, but what ended up happening was if someone was like interested in a spell, they would message that person. And I actually have um, a friend who will go unnamed, but I love her very much. We became very, very close. So she started out as my client um, and we did a ceremony and she, you know, she was like, yeah, go ahead and put my name. And if they have any questions, they can ask me. And she got like hundreds <laughs> of direct messages and like 
I think the last time I spoke to her, she goes, people still ask me if you're legit and if this is legit and if they should go to you and if they could call me, you know, that sort of thing. So, but, <laughs> uh, you know, but I'll have people occasionally that will like vouch for you um, in a real way. And if they're, they have a real profile and if it isn't, you know, they've made one post and they're following 600 people, which is a telltale sign of a, a bot, <laughs> you know, a bot or like a fake mm-hmm. profile. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good sign. That's a really good sign. <laughs> yes. So I understand that you're also a psychic. And I was curious, when did you realize that you're a medium? Well, I'll preface it with this. My uh, my family has this thing. And, and this is one of those things that, you know, that I'm saying that once you speak about, like, your experience, that other people will really chime in and say, hey, we do that, too, in my family. But it's this thing. We have dreams. In my family, we have like prophetic dreams, like things will happen. So if someone has a bad dream or, you know, um, if someone's pregnant or whatever, there will be a conference call <laughs> and we'll, and we'll check in. We'll be like, oh, I had a dream that so-and-so was pregnant. She's probably going to get pregnant soon. Ah! Um, or, you know, I had, we had a dream that, um, you know, someone died and we're like, oh shit, what, you know, we got to do that. We take very seriously, regardless of like someone's like, religious preference or um you know belief systems or whatever they take that very seriously so i grew up kind of in this environment to where i was like psychic visions are real so i didn't have that block um which most people do i think they're told that that isn't real and it creates this psychological block so first of all i grew up knowing that it was real for me in my reality they call it um being sustado and being scared in um in like Mexican folklore, but I would see spirits and it would scare the hell out of me. <laughs> and I think I would go into shock or something like that, but there would be like days after I would see a spirit and I couldn't eat and I couldn't sleep. <laughs> and my grandma would have to do like, um, they call it being empachado and <laughs> Mexican people that are hearing this are going to laugh because it's a process of them. It's like a folk healing, but they, put you on your stomach and they pull your back, like pull the skin on your back. And it's supposed to loosen up the spirit that's like attached from you. And then you're given like a spoonful of olive oil and you're all set to go. And you know, your metabolism is running better. That's what my family did it for. They would say, you know, someone's asustado and it happened a lot for me and um, one of my cousins. But uh, I grew up in, in that kind of environment and I, I, for me, had proof because I would see the spirits. I would see them a lot. Um, so they that that happened at a very um, early age, and I tried my best to suppress it on my own because I was scared all the time. Mm-hmm. Later, um, I got a job. I got one of my first jobs um, at a store, and I was having, I was a lot more open. I was a teenager. I would, people would come in and I'd be like, I'm a witch. I could, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> now I'm a little more secret. Like, yeah, I have, I have like this public profile or whatever, but in town or like, if I'm in some other town, I'm not telling people I'm a witch or whatever. I'm like, no, nah, I'm Catholic or like, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't really talk about it. Um, but at the time, the shop owner, she would be like, pull some cards for me, you know, pull some cards for me or like whatever. And then it was a really small town. So then I would go to get my hair cut and then the person cutting my hair would be like, Hey, did you bring your cards? Like that sort of thing. This actually was one of the 
pivotal moments. I think it's really important. Um, and I've never actually shared it before. I used to get my hair cut with this woman named Susie. And she worked at, like, I don't know, you know, one of the chain places. And I went to school with her son. Long story short, uh, it was one of those situations where we're talking about, like, this terrible boyfriend that she had. And uh, she wanted me to pull a card. And I was talking to her about it. And then I go, oh, you have a grandmother who says to be careful of fires. And she was like, my grandmother just passed, like, all, all this stuff. It was like confirmation, confirmation. And um, she didn't listen, and her house burned down, and she was in it. Whoa. And she um, she got <laughs> really severely burned, and uh, ended up in the hospital, and um, like like this whole whole thing, and it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Almost made me want to shut down again, but um, that's when it became serious and real, yeah. and uh, I kind of put a prayer out there. I was like, I need a teacher. I need someone to teach me. So I didn't, um, it took years. It took years. Um, I kind of, uh, would do things like journaling and like, you know, really, um, passively using my gift, not telling people stuff unless they asked me. Um, but eventually there was like a local shop and they offered a mediumship circle and I went and I loved it. I loved that particular group. And that was really my first training. That's when I say, you know, I'm a natural and trained medium. That's what it means. Mm -hmm. I have the ability. Then I went to someone, an elder, someone more experienced than me, someone who could perceive what is going on with me, someone that could perceive my spirits. Um, and she was Latina. And she eventually told me, she goes, you need to learn about espiritismo. She goes, this is in your, in your lineage. And I was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, I, I had already put it out there and I go, this is, this is supposed to happen. You know, I trust things like that. That's, that's one thing that's really helped me on my path. If you ask for it and it comes to your path and it feels right, then go with it. Um, don't, you know, don't, once again, don't second guess the spirit realm, but, um, I worked with her. Her name was Jacqueline, and uh, she taught me about Espiritismo, and she told me about the spirit world and the emphasis on cleansing and differentiating the different types of spirits. But that's really my my journey with that. I know it's long-winded, but there's no real way to compact that, you know? <laughs> exactly. What advice would you give to someone that was just developing their mediumship skills? What would, mm -hmm. you, what would your advice be to someone in that position? Connect with your spirits as much as possible. Get to know them. Make them your best friends. <laughs> set, up, set up an altar dedicated to them. Don't do... And once it comes back... You know, I like to stick to this is something that I got from witchcraft, the year and a day rule, study, develop, meditate, cleanse for a year and a day. Consume every form of literature that you can on the subject. Put it out there that you're looking for a teacher or ask your spirits to teach you, but study for at least a year and a day. Study psychic protection Study different things about psychic development. You can literally just Google it and tons of books, you know, books about psychic development, books about psychic protection. Um, I'm doing a lot of like 
uh, book recommendations now. I think that that's important. So I'll, I, I'll post them. Um, it's no secret that like in every podcast that I've been in, I tell people to go get Christopher Penzak's the witch's shield, but, uh, I'm going to plug that again because it's so <laughs> it's, it's such an important book and it comes with a CD, you know, <laughs> just get it. It, it will help you, but uh, study, study your ass off for a year and a half before that. And then, um, then go slow. There's the, I trust me, there's plenty of time to develop this, you know, that is so important to mention because there's always, when it starts coming back, there's a sense of urgency. I think because you feel like you have to catch up or make up for lost time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and, and you, and you do and internally, you have to set yourself up because here, here's why I say that because I've done it. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 a bull. I'm a Taurus. Of course, I went head on. Of course, I was like, "This is great." Now I'm ready to do ten readings in a week. Let's do this. You know, I was working for like a place in Los Angeles, and they had me working like six hours a day doing readings with people, and I got burned out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got I got burned out quick. Um, I was fatigued. I was feeling, for lack of a better explanation, schizophrenic. I was wow. hearing everybody's thoughts. I was <gasps> hearing everybody's spirits. I was feeling everything. I felt like I was going mad. So that's why you go slow. That's why you develop first, because this is very real. And if this is awakening in you, I just can't emphasize it enough. Go slow. This isn't like intuition. This isn't, and and it's different from psychic ability. Mediumship is like diving into a very turbulent ocean. You know, we're dealing with consciousness that is no longer physical, but there's a lot, you know, as complicated as people are that's how complicated the spirit world is so there's sorrow there's death there's suicide there's um you you name it there's abuse it's a complicated world so be uh patient you know be patient because i i think that i'm one of the worst you know one of the i well not even the worst my my case was a little more severe i had to take a year break I had to work with um, an actual um, Peruvian shaman, which is where a lot of that came from, because I started to absorb spirits. I started to absorb people's pain. I started to absorb all kinds of psychic stuff. So trust me. Just please trust me (laughs) on that one. You mentioned that it's important to uh, develop psychic protection. Do you have any books you'd like to recommend on that specific topic? Yeah. Um, psychic protection is number one. That's like, it's the most important thing you can learn on any spiritual path. Even in Catholicism, they teach you psychic protection. Before you go into the church, you have to cleanse yourself with holy water and they burn frankincense to cleanse. They're really cleansing the negative spirits out of there because people go to leave their sin. So um, it, that's psychic protection, uh, making the sign of the cross, that sort of thing. Um that's that's a Catholic example. You have a million, but um, mm. we need to learn it because spirit realm was real. Uh, we absorb energy. Lots of people identify as empaths. So, I think the top three major major books that 
I think that anyone should read concerning psychic protection. The first one is Psychic Self-Defense from Dion Fortune. Yes, that's my first recommendation, too. That yeah, exciting. It, it's, a, it's a classic, um, but read it. It talks about psychic attack in a very real way. Um, teaches you how to navigate that. I just want to say about uh, psychic self-defense, the language is really old, uh-huh. but once you get through the first chapter, you you get the hang of it. Yeah, it's a classic. It's, you know, yeah. it's a classic, and, and it comes from a different time, but I think that people need to get out of this habit of wanting everything to be easy and everything yes. to be quick and everything to be accessible and to be all about them. It's not going to be. Ask that your guides guide you to the information before any book guide you to the information that's going to be the most helpful to you on your journey at this point. And you can always revisit it later. Love that. Um, that's what I'd recommend. So um, the ones that have are, are more um, current and have a lot of valuable information, um, practical protection magic, uh, guarding and reclaiming your power from Alan Dugan. And um, I used to have a little bit of a, um, of a friendship with Ellen, um, just like through Facebook or whatever, and we'd go back and forth. But she's really, really great. She has some really good references. But this book goes through every single, like pretty much every single type of like real world situation she goes through it uh, through every um like different type of element so uh protection with water air fire etc um incredible i love it um it's a light read you know people that are super super experienced like look down their nose at it but it's good i recommend it um and the last of course would be christopher penzak's to <laughs> just because it's so good here's the reason why i'm so big about that particularly the audio part like all of it is great it goes through like different types of deities it goes through different types of circle casting mental circle casting like um it's very much from a witch's perspective which i think is really important uh but the the audio part and i wish it was just i wish that was available like as an mp3 or something like that but um so if you're listening christopher that would be really great i would promote the hell out of it there's a meditation that helps you to clear your personal protection bubble, your aura. Teaches you how to cleanse it, how to heal any holes, rips, or tears in it, and how to reinforce it. Ooh, healing holes, rips, and tears. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, in in our aura, we can, you know, when you're walking through, like, a crappy environment, if they're, you know, the reason why it feels that way is because people are speaking in a negative way or an aggressive way or, um, you know, in an angry way or whatever, that's energy is very sharp. And not to say that we're, that we aren't strong, but it has an effect on our energy field. It literally can tear through your aura, create tears, rips. And if you do it constantly, there's like wear and tear on the aura. I've seen it before, you know, and most clairvoyance, um, don't really tap into it, but if you do, tap into your own aura, the aura of others, and you'll start to see like little gaps. And if you can't see, you can feel it, you know, your clairsentient. Um, go through and feel. You can feel pockets where things are warm and where things are cold. And where things are hot, that's where there's a rip or a tear or an attachment. And then you have to go through like an assessment process. Um, 
but it teaches you how to do it in a very straightforward way. Um, and the way that he structures the meditation is very, um, reminds me of like hypnosis. So it's, it's, it's linear. Um, it's not hard to understand. There's also a meditation there that works directly with the Archangel Michael creating a pillar of light, which, um, which uh, references like ceremonial magic, but a lot of people connect with Archangel Michael and angels in, in general. Um, so I, I just recommend it. It's a badass book. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. Um, those are the three. Those are the top three. And then I I could give you like a top 20, but the three that are important, <laughs> but if we were going to have a class and we were going to have like a curriculum, I would reference these three books for sure. Uh, thank you so much for those book recommendations. Um, people can book you for readings and spillwork consultations at your website. What is that? I'm at www.oldways.net. Um, you can find the link directly in my bio on Instagram, which is the easiest way to contact me. Um, and any social media platform has my website link. Perfect. Thank you so much, Michael, for being on the show. This was so just jam packed with great information. <laughs> it's been You're so fun. welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, it's like I could talk to you forever. I love a good Aries. <laughs> oh, really? Thank you, you don't say. There's something. <laughs> <laughs> My Mercury's in Aries. So when I'm around Aries people, I feel like I can talk freely. Uh, mm -hmm. as we have on and off, <laughs> on and off the record. Well, so, I must uh, love you yeah. because my Venus is in Taurus. <laughs> oh, see, we got to talk more. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Michael. You All are right. so welcome. Thank you for having me. Stay mystic, witches. Be sure to subscribe to Mystic Witch on any of your favorite platforms. And you can show your support by contributing monthly at anchor.fm or on our Patreon page. Follow us on social media to hear exclusive audio clips from our guests at Mystic Witch Podcast. <laughs>